Okay po, so magandang umaga sa ating lahat. Ay, medyo mungkiyan na nakapagkape. <laughs> Ayan. So, uh, let me start with a few lines that I've taken from my new self-declared na lolo, Robert Pinky. It is, an, it is a good custom to wish each other a happy new year. To open, however, what we mean by happy new year is I hope that you stay healthy, that everything goes well for you, and that you have lots of prosperity this year in everything that you do. The reformers and the Puritans, however, got it a bit better. They often wish each other a blessed new year. But yung ibig sabihin nila dito, by blessed, they mean internal happiness regardless of circumstances. Joy! By which they meant something like this. I hope that everything that comes your way by the hand of providence, or kahit anong gawin ng ating Diyos na sovereign, this year, this year lahat ng kanyang gagawin will be sanctified to you in and through Christ. So that when troubles come, you will be patient. In prosperity, you will be thankful. And that you would have a firm trust in our faithful God and Father for the unknown future. Believing that all things work together for good for those who love you. So I wish you and your family a blessed new year. And I wish you the experience of Samuel Rutherford who would say, Every day, may we see something new in Christ. That his love has neither brim or bottom, that in our fluctuating feelings, it is well to remember that Jesus admits no charge in his affections. That our hearts, kahit nga pabago-bago, it is not the compass by which Jesus sails by sa buhay natin. Talini siya ni pabago. Ayan. So kami nagagalap na bagamat nakataan nga lang ng holiday season, namin na tayo, marami sa atin dito galing ng reunion. Mamaya, may mga bukotahan pang reunion, and yet we are here. And inilingin nyo naman kasamang iglesia sa pamanambahan nito kumaga. So we praise God for that. Kami ni Trish, nagagaling din lang sa isang conference, four days. Although sa bahay lang naman kami, dahil online lang naman siya. Uh, pero hindi kami simply delegado kung may stoppers. Nakapagod pa rin pala kasi inabot kami ng madaling araw ng tulog, etc. Dahil kami nagpe-prepare yan. Pero grabe nila nung uh, ginawa din ni Lord by then. And I hope that sa umaga ito, we will be able to enlighten sa ating text na may ma-impart din more on that uh, sa umaga ito. So kung dalamin nyo yung mga kopya ang Biblia at sana namin dala kayo. So nais ko kayo muling impitahan ang buksan ito sa 1 John chapter 5. Ngayon ang designated passage natin sa umaga ito is nasa verses 13 to 20. Pero mas mainam na mag-extend tayo ng konti doon sa passage from last week. Simulan natin sa verse 6. So muli po, uh, hindi po natin ipaklash yung screen yung text. Mas mainam po na kung may kopya kaya doon tayo tumingin. So again, 1 John chapter 5, we'll be going from verse 6 under verse 21. So kung nakita na po natin, tayo po ito ngayon, binang pagkalang sa salita ng Diyos. Once again, uh, kung wala po tayo po, yeah, uh, po tayo dun sa meron. And, and let us all together read. Uh, uh, Sundan nyo lang sa inyong mga paningin, sa inyong mga kopya. I will be reading from the English Standard Version. 
So once more, First John chapter 5, verse 6, hanggang 21. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that He has borne concerning His Son. Verse 10. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed the testimony that God has borne concerning His Son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward Him, Amen. that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that what that we have, the requests, that we have asked of him. Amen. Verse 16, if anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life. To those who commit sins that do not lead to death. There is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who was born of God protects him and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are from God, and the whole, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. So, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Tayo po yung manalangin. Sa pagkakatong ito, aming Diyos ay share the petition of Martin Luther. Aming panalangin na patuloy ninyo kaming tignan na may habag at awa. Patuloy ninyong kahabagan ang bawat mo sa amin dito. Tulad nung magnanakaw na ipinakasama ko sa kalbaryo. In the same manner that you opened this heart and you confess these sins, we do the same sa pagkakatong ito. Our shortcomings, failures and sin, all that we have done in itong nakaroon ng tawa, we confess it yung banal na harapan. And we are mightily afraid and ashamed na ito lang ang kaya namin ilagay sa inyong panan. It's far from being worthy, far from what you deserve. All our best works are like rags before you. All our deepest songs, it's not enough to give praise and give justice to your beauty and to your glory. And yet, nagpapasalamat kami sapagkat even in our inadequacy, hindi namin kailangan mag-despair. Instead, we can desire ang inyong grace, ang inyong mercy, knowing na habang hindi kami karapat-dapat na inyong pagkukulan ng inyong habag, ng inyong atensyon, yet you need grace. You gain grace to the likes of that people on the cross. And you give grace to the likes of us. And you give it willingly. 
give it plentifully in our everyday. Tulungan ninyo kami, aming Diyos, sa ubagin nito as we look into your word. In the words of yet another Puritan prayer, grant me never to lose sight of the exceeding sinfulness of our sin, the exceeding righteousness of your salvation, the exceeding glory that is in Christ. Grant us to never lose sight of the exceeding beauty of your holiness and the exceeding wonder, the grace that we enjoy. Amen. Amen. Pwede mo po? So, matapos na tayo ng 1st John. Ayan. And then, sa mga susunod na linggo. Actually, that's sa susunod na dalawang linggo na na. Dalawang letters ang ating papasadahan, 2nd and 3rd John. Napakahalaga na sa ating pag-close sa unang epistle ng Apostol Juan ay makunang muna natin maseryuhan sa ating isipan yung lahat ng mga natalakay natin dito sa kasulatan ito. Ayan. So, kung kanina yung binasa natin, may mga segments, may mga segments sa parang, alin yung paulit-ulit, pabalik-balik lang si Apostol Juan. And yet, may reason siya sa lahat ng yun. Of utmost importance, Apostol nito, yung kanyang desire na ma-realize ng kanyang mga sinusulatan, yung identity kasi nila, as it is connected sa identity ng Diyos. Kaya, yung mga nakaraan, may kitnarinig natin, God is love, God is life, and Parang madalas doon in those word pictures natin na i-imagine yung ating Diyos at kung ano yung connection na meron tayo sa Diyos na ito. Inika natin, may kapasidad tayong umibig dahil tayo ay unang minahal ng Diyos na pag-ibig. Amen. May kariwanagan tayo sa mundo na babalot sa tilim dahil ang Diyos na nagligtas sa atin ay iwana. Diyos na iwana. May buhay tayo dahil pinagkalooban tayo ng Diyos na tanging pinigay buhay sa lahat. At ang tanging paraan upang tayo ipatuloy ng kapamuhay ng naaayon sa kanyang naisip ay kung mananahan tayo sa Diyos na iyon. Kaya ating buhay. So sa aming pagtatapos na way masifki pang lahat ng ito sa inyo ng Panalay Espiritu and that seal comes in the form of what we are going to use as the title ng ating sermon and that is Gospel Confidence. Especially sa traffic na taon na ito, we need a kind of confidence that will not break when the going gets tough. Kung, na, kung nakikinig tayo ng balita nito na karaan, alam niyo hindi mo malakang man lang confidence kahit malang sa nakita mo mga numero. Yung parang last week, di ba? Napaka-confident natin. Low risk na, wala na, and then hindi na maririnig mo na lang. Ang dami na naman ulit ng mga cases. Tapos next week, hindi na naman natin alam. Ano naman kaya ang gagawin ng gobyerno? May maganong level ba? Kumbaga parang, if you're going to put your trust even on trends, even on settings, wala kang mapapala. Malay mo kung susunod ng mga araw kung ano pa mangyari sa mga mga na yan. And what that means para sa atin, maglalakbang naman ba? 2022 nga din ba? Di ka naglalakbang. Di ba? Nakapagod! Nakapagod! Sa darating na parang doon. So, we need a confidence that's beyond that that will get us to the time, times that will surely come. It's the same premise kung bakit we build our faith not on sinking sand, but on solid rock. Mahalaga. Huwag na natin antayin na dumating yung mga tests and trials para ma-check whether or not you are on solid rock. Huwag na natin antayin na ma-shake down pa tayo kung ano ba ating pananiniwalaan and for us to realize that we've set our lives on shaking foundation. Please know. Gospel confidence is not solely characterized, however, by what you know, 
Hindi siya pa ang head knowledge lang. Sa araw na tayo, darating sa atin kung tutusin, hindi ka naman papapasukin dahil tama yung sagot na ibibigay mo kay San Pedro. <laughs> diba? Hindi naman yun a matter of you going doon and then nasa pearly gates ka na, and then may makita kang anghel, and then bakit kita kailangan nakakumayawang pano? At bakit kita kailangan papasukin sa laki? And then sasabihin mo, dahil ganito, dahil ganyan, dahil ako ay tinanggap ko na sa Jesus, bilang Lord and Savior, it's beyond just saying the right words that you should say. This is why pabalik-balik si Apostol wants a tema nito. This involves not just intellectual assent, but a practical and experiential knowledge that you don't just know na matangis ang ani, but more so that you have tasted and you have seen for yourself that the Lord is good. Simulan natin sa illustration nito. Gano'n confident sa upuan, kinaupuan mo that it can hold you ang katapusan ng music service. Yung kinaupuan mo kayo. And I hope sigurado ka. Yan na lang yun eh. I hope sigurado ka sa kinaupuan mo. Kaya hindi yan babagsak mamaya. Alam mo yun, parang medyo malamig, tapos medyo inaanpakanapakan sa <laughs> diba? You need to have confidence sa kinaupuan mo. Na masigurado mo yun. There was a time na confident ako sa inupuan ko, binigay sa akin bagong office chair. And then three months later, alam mo yun, may kalagitnaan ako ng call kasama na uh, taga-US. And then habang nasa kalagitnaan ng call, sa US ay usapan, biglang kabuk! <laughs> Natumbo na lang ako sa akin, ano, sa kinupuan. Akala nang kausap ko, bililindol na sa Pilipinas. Akala nang yung mga nakakitabi ko, alam mo, napakasaryosa. Tapos yung mga mga retest, galing din sa kapilang tubigal, syempre, mangingitingin din. Anong nangangitingin ko na mo? Diba? Ang dami. So, magtagang confident ka sa kinukuhan mo. Pero, heto ang minta na bagay dito. How did you get that confidence na okay ang kukuhan mo? Pinag-isipan mo ba? Pumasok ka? Nag-perform ka ba ng risk assessment? Nag-focus ka ng magnifying class, nag-check ako may cracks, nag-check ka ba ng ano, or nag-testing or what not, wala naman gumawa sa atin dito. And yet, why do we have confidence? Hindi ba out of accumulated experience? Siguro, ako, puka na dito sa mga chairs na to dati. Matagal ka nang umahatin. Or simply, you have already formed an idea na usually, kapag maayos naman tignan yung monoblock chairs, simple one. So, that's why you didn't doubt that, that chair na kinukuha mo can carry you through the rest of the day. And that is exactly how our relationship with God and faith in Jesus and confidence in Him works. There's a certain level of reason that we bring to the table when we examine yung ating pananampalataya, when we examine the gospel and the true praise of the Bible. But also, hindi lang yun, there is the kind of faith of confidence na nag-accumulate din sa atin. Once we put our faith in Christo, there is an additional confidence or deepening sense of certainty that the gospel is true. You can validate that in your own life, that your relationship with God is real. That is God's desire for us sa ating pagpabasa, sa ating pagbubuto dito sa mga nervyos na to. And that is the desire as well the Apostle John. It's not to condemn them, but to give them confidence sa lahat ng ito. If you recall, he was writing in a specific context. Yung church na sumusulatan niya, yung mga Christiano nito, they are watching some of their fellow church members, mga taong nagpa-profess na sila daw ay Christiano, and yet they would leave. They would abandon the faith, completely rejecting 
sa ang teaching kung sino nga pa sa Jesus. So yung mga natira sa church, in turn, they were in bad shape. They were shaken, anxious. They tended to doubt kung totoo nga ba yung pinangahawa ko nila, bakit kung tingnanan. So John's objective in writing to them is that they would have a new sense of confidence. And that is gospel confidence. Yeah, no, last week, if you would remember, nasabi ko na before the benediction last week, that there are two misconceptions that we can have in reading to 1 John. It's either we have this idea that Christians are supposed to be perfect and without sin. Alam mo yun, dapat ginagawa mo ko, dahil kung hindi, you do not believe in God. Or Christians can lose your faith. Kung hindi mo kaya pamito, siya ko hindi lang kasyano. Parang ganun ang using perspective dito. But again, church, God's goal is not to condemn us. So if you felt shaken by going dito sa 1 John, it's more like ikan isang Puritan preacher na si Anthony Burgess. It may be that God is causing you to make you taste how bitter sin is. It may be that He wants to keep you low and humble or to make us prize assurance of salvation and take more care not to take these things for granted. Kasi importante din that God wants to tear down false confidence that is built on self-deception. But instead, He wants to rebuild it with, truth, with a true one based on truth and evidence. And that is truth that is at work sa buhay mo. So if you came here today, at kung hindi ka pakisyano, and I don't think wala naman dito, but to those people, God's desire for you, no matter kung sino ka, is to bring you conviction sa iyong kasalanan so that you will turn from your sin and trust in Christ. So, babay-bayin natin yung passage natin sa umagang ito and we'll look at it into two main parts. Una, why we can have confidence sa ating relationship in God at ikalawa, how that confidence affects yung ating pang-araw-araw ng buhay. So, doon mo lang sa tayo sa pinakaunang segment, yung source natin ng lost of confidence na yun. And that is found on sa verse 6 and onwards. To put it simply, we can have confidence because the gospel is true. And you would take here, John uses the word testify or testimony eight times in verses 6 to 11. And yun nga, that paulit-ulit siya sa mga statements na yun, it can seem confusing at this value. Pero para medyo magkaroon ng inaw, maglumpak tayo in the overall idea na gusto kipehiwati ni John. First of Sino nga ba ang nagbibigay ng testimony? From verse 9, malinaw na ang Diyos, ang primary person who gives the testimony. It is God. Then, napasadahan mo ito, di pa sa Julia's feet. God testifies to these three confirming witnesses. Ano ulit yun? The water, the blood, and the spirit. So, what is God testifying about? Verses 11 and 20, sabi nasa natin, makes it clear that God is testifying to the fact na si Kristo ay anak ng Diyos. At ang buhay na walang hanggan ay matatagpuan sa Kanya at tanging sa Kanya lang. So, we can at least understand, yun yung pinakapunto na gusto i-raise ni John. Pero bakit kailangan pa niyang busisikin? Diba? Bakit kailangan pa niyang i-point out yung blood? Bakit kailangan niyang i-point out yung water and spirit? And this has been interpreted in various ways throughout the history of the church. And then natin kaya 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 nagdaan ng yun. Pero ang pinaka-common interpretation, the one that I uh, the, the one that I believe is correct is this. So verse 6, kung titignan natin, next slide. 
When he points out by water, water most likely refers to the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist. And when we hear and we see blood, it is mostly, most likely pertaining to uh, the atoning death of Christ on the cross. And then the Spirit is the one that testifies to that in The structure of the verse emphasizes that it is the definitive work of Banana Espiritu to bear witness to our hearts. And in all of that, what I need to say is, if you look the first two, the water and the blood, there are two kinds of corroborating testimony here. God has confirmed on one hand that the truth of the Gospel is historic. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Why do we celebrate Holy Week? In all of this, we are not confirming that December 25, uh, December 25 mismo, isinilang si Jesus. Hindi din natin sinabi na around the period ng March, April, or uh, hindi tayo nagde-define ng particular dates sa mga bagay dito. And yet, you would see records upon records proving na isinilang, namatay, at most importantly, nabuhay magmuli sa Iso Cristo. So, define lahat ng yun and there is no question that these things happen. So, yun ang sinasabi sa lahat ng ito. It is an actual historical event. And remember yung ating context. There are false teachers denying the deity of Jesus. Sabi nga ni Pastor Mon, the Gnostics. So, magpagkakataon ko. Ano ba pinananiwalaan nila? They claim that Jesus was only human. Hindi siya anak ng Diyos. Ginamit lang daw si Jesus ng Diyos during His earthly ministry to minister to people. Pero, sa panahon ng kanyang kamatayan, iniwanan din si Jesus ng Diyos. Yun ang pinananiwalaan ng mga Gnostics. And so, John is strategically dismantling yung view na yun, eh, hindi totoo yung mga bagay na yun. And then again, posisin natin, the water, Jesus has baptized That's what John means when he says in verse 6 that Jesus came by water and that the water testifies. Diba? John, God the Father publicly confirmed in public, he would declare, and behold, a voice from heaven said, Matthew, uh, Matthew 3.17, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. God testifies through the waters that Jesus is not just human, He is divine. And then historic event number two, yung kamatayan niya. That is what John is referring to by His blood. Matthew 27, we can read all of that surrounding Jesus' death. All the signs, all the testimonies that show that this was not just a normal execution that was a normal na criminal. But more than that, Jesus was accomplishing the work of the Father that had sent him to accomplish his task. And then may kita natin throughout sa lahat ng ito that this is, again, propitiation, the atoning sacrifice of sa ating mga kasalanan. Spanning mula pa sa Old Testament, as it has been displayed in the Passover land, culminating in Christ. So yeah, pakulit-ulit na natin yung ina-emphasize nito matakarang mga sermons. So the fact that Jesus died on the cross, that is historic. And it is more than that. It has been laid out in Scripture in fulfillment of what is to be done so that we could be saved. And then more than that, verses 7 to 8, let's take the next slide. Verse 78, this gospel is not based on merely human testimony, but on divine grounds. Jesus indicates that there are in fact three 
that testify. Namely, the witness of the Spirit, the water baptism, and the voice of the Father from heaven, and the blood. These three agree, thereby providing persuasive confirmation that Jesus is the Son of God. Parang kung ito na yung lahat ng mga pwede kong sabihin sa inyo, ito kung bayo sa Apostle John, kung hindi pa kayo makakabits, ewan na lang. Pero hindi na ito yung testimony nila, ang Diyos na mismo nag-testify dito. Ngayon, mas mananong lang pa natin yung appreciate, hindi mo hindi mo appreciate kung bakit nila sabihin and these three agree, if we would go back into the uh, into Deuteronomy, and madalas natin may kita that even in terms of complying, when we speak of claims, when we speak of witnessing, there is a requirement sa Bible that there has to be two or three witnesses. And we would hear that again in the New Testament, di ba? When two or three gather in my name, I am with them. It is a confirmation that God is with them. So, tatlong witnesses, even in that fact, it is, sinasabi dito, wala na kayong pwedeng sabihin to disprove that this is wrong because they have laid out everything that is needed. Kung ayaw po, ito ay isang skeptic, history would set it in itself. And then yet, even more than that, it's not just humans, but God Himself to testify sa mga bagay nito. So, our faith is made secure on these grounds. Otherwise, walang saysayang gospel. Walang saysay ang panghawakan ng mga pangako ng Diyos. Bali wala ang papasatay ng Biblia, bali wala yung ating pag-aawitan, bali wala itong lahat without the unified testimony nitong tatlo. Christianity is pointless apart sa mga bagay nito. Kaya gano'n na lang yung pag-emphasize ni John sa segment nito. Imagine mo yun, if, you, if we were going to put ourselves in the shoes ng mga disipulo ng unang Holy Week, kumbaga, the day after Jesus died on the cross, set yourselves in the premise of those disciples na yung Kristo na nagdibigay ng lahat ng claims and promises is dead. Lahat ng mga kumuntunan ngayon, it is as if pending. Ano yung pangahawakan mo? Baka yung Kristo ngayon, eh, baliwala, nagkisinungaling. Diba? Maybe they were wrong na maniwala sa kanya. And yet all of those have been verified again three days later when Jesus rose from the grave. By that fact, Jesus demonstrated not only that He is God, but that He has paid the debt for our sins. Kaya twice or thrice na ginamit yung third of propitiation throughout the letter of 1 John alone. Because this has to be proven and secured sa atin. Documented in full, walang contestation that these things are true. Hindi na religious mythology ang ating panangpalataya, but rooted on actual events. But then it doesn't even stop there. If I want to look in verse 9, next. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God, greater for the testimony of God that He is, for this is the testimony of God that He has born, concerning His Son. It is in the strongest possible terms sa lingwahe na sa pagkakataon yun. Divine authority is being claimed. This is the testimony of God. Yan ang sinapoint ako ito. And how does this point out sa atin? Sa ating mismo buhay, if you remember, if Paul, yung kanina minention ko regarding yung accumulated experiences din natin. Sa buhay natin, sa bawat niya sa atin, this is held and put on by the ongoing ministry ng Banal na Espiritu sa bawat isa sa atin. 
where God continues to confirm the truth of the gospel sa ating lahat. He confirms sa yung puso by the spirits of working, yung deposito that is guaranteeing your inheritance, ika nga ni Apostol Pablo, and the spirit of truth according to Apostol Juan. 2 Peter 1.21 tells us the Holy Spirit reveals the truth of the gospel in us. Saan? Sa kanyang salita. It enables us to truly comprehend and embrace the truth of the gospel and makes it real sa atin sa ating daily lives. Again, hindi lang head knowledge. He would make sure that we would see it applied sa buhay natin sa pangaraw-araw. It's a world of a difference and it's the spirit that does that. Muli, from Anthony Burgess, no one by his natural powers of understanding can come to an assurance of saving grace in his soul. It's like in us. No one can see the light, eh, no one can see the sun except by the light of the sun. Hindi natin direct na nakikita ang araw. Ang gagawin natin yun, magupulag tayo. And yet, we see everything because of the light of the sun. That is why we can confirm na may araw. No one can see Christ in his soul except by the Spirit of Christ in the same manner. And he is the Spirit of adoption who assures the believer he can cry out, Abba, Father. Kung matagal ka ng Christiano, you've probably been in a situation like this, or season like this, when you have experienced doubt about the truthfulness of the Gospel. It's not a matter of questioning that the Gospel is true or not, but whether or not the Gospel is true para sa iyo. I don't know if I'm going to go. But before I experienced this, yung tipong, umabot ako sa punto, I've been, been in the ministry for years. Kakasimula ko lang sa punto ito. And I think it was, the, uh, it was one of the most difficult times in my spiritual life. Alam niyo yung tipong, uh, ang feeling ko nung baka kung peking kristyano, I would second guess myself. Once a month na naman ako mag-preach, and so, alam ko may time ako para makapagbasa, makapag-aral. And yet, alam niyo yung moments kung saan para magbabasa ka, and then, parang hindi mo, ma- hindi mo, feel mo yung weight ng preaching. Alam mo na, accountable ka kay God sa lahat ng iyong isasabihin sa pulpito. And yet, when you go into this and you approach the Word of God, as in parang napaka-overwhelmed ka na parang bakit hindi ko siya maintindihan in full? You would pray. I would pray. And yet, parang ganun pa din. Paano ko siya lumikari yun and recommend it to the people? Parang ganun na sa isip ko nun. So parang feeling ko nun pa ako nakapapeke ko. Now, no matter how often I have uh, continue to what externally show na ako yung Christiano, kapatid ko ako, Christian music na famous ko, etc. And then for a period of time, somehow yung focus and confidence ko shifts towards my own self-righteousness. Hindi, Christiano ako kasi ginagawa ko to, nagginagawa ko to, nagginagawa ko to. It's a recipe eventually for disaster. Then eventually, I realized ko that it's no longer your confidence. Ko. It's it's my it's that my confidence is no longer in God. So in hindsight, aawa lang ng Dios through the ministry of the Holy Spirit and through the people, the many people that ginamit ng Dios to what to speak into my life. In a lot of moments within the church that would commend me to look to Christ. All that to assure me that in all of this, Kevin, you already have a new identity in God. You don't need anything else externally to assure you. And then, after that moment, iba rin yung dating sa akin ng everything that there is in the Christian life. 
Hindi na buzzword para sa iyo yung sasabihin mong grace lang ni Lord. Awa sa awa ng Diyos. Hindi mo na, you are not used praise the Lord lightly. Kasi alam mo na kung anong ibig sabihin ng mga bagay nito. You would appreciate grace in a such a different dimension. And it's more than just being able to say what grace is. Alam mo yun, hindi mo na sabihin, ano grace? Ang kami na pray for? Ano pa? Yan na. Then you would explain. No, you would be able to express it in fullness. Hindi ako parapagdapat to stand here and yet it is exactly by the grace of God that I have the privilege to speak. Another common example, our church realizing what it means na sovereign ng Diyos. Imagine yun, we would be able to say God is sovereign in the middle ng isang pandemya. Kasi parang naman malgumal na na underestimation. Kung gagawin mo ng cliche na nasabihin mo lang, hindi, God is in control. Clichés wouldn't carry you through when problems come. Clichés of saying God is in control will not fall through kapag ikaw mismo nagawa na ng kapartama. You need to know it with certainty sa sarili mo that what we are proclaiming is true. That we know it and that we need it. That it's all God. And we know it's not like that because of simply human testimony. Not because people are saying it, not because we just say it sa inyong harapan. No, because you have it for certainty. When life doesn't go the way we like it to go, nagiging banner kayo natin, the Lord is sovereign. Ngayon, magpakailanman. Yan ang outworking the Holy Spirit. You don't, you don't just know it in your head, it's affirmed in your heart and it fuels and motivates your hands and feet. So no matter what you see around you, no matter what is going through sa paligid natin, kahit anong bagay pa ang dumating, Omicron, ano pa ba? Hanggang Omega na, kung ano pang ginawin nilang bagong ano. If you are truly in Christ, you are now a son and daughter of Christ. Ay sa akin daughter God. And God confirms the truth of the gospel presently sa atin. And so the question now befalls sa atin whether or not if we would trust the, the, the testimony of God or will we reject it. Verse 12. Say for next. And verse 12. Whoever has the Son has life. Your faith that has the Son implies a faith that is made evident in love for others and devotion to God. Mahapatid, God wants your trust to be in Jesus so that you can have confidence sa iyong relationship sa Kanya. We can live with confidence again because the gospel is true. So bago tayo matapos today with the first letter of John, I need to ask this question sa inyo. And I have to know, no, I have to demand that you have an answer to this by now. Are you sure that you have eternal life? Are you confident that you have been given eternal life? That you've been born again? That you have new life in Christ? Tangin ikaw lang mga kasabag dyan. At tangin ikaw lang mga pagsabi ko ng basis ng mga kung basis mo sa pagsabi mo niya. In the succeeding verses, the Apostle John summarizes and extends many things that we've already discussed. Interestingly, the word know, the word know, the verses 3, Say so verse 15. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And then in succeeding verses, six, six times with the chapter to point out the Apostle John, 
And this indicates at yung focus niya on the importance kind of assurance na yun, sinasabi natin. You have to be assured through and through. Now, yes, yung ating feelings nga, it can be shaky. Minsan nga, yun nga, doubts will occur sa buhay natin. And yet, ito nga, si John, again, in the context ng yun, he's writing to a church that has been shaken by a church split because of false teachings. But notice how John words it out. The phrase that you may know implies that even sa ganang-ganang, even sa mga ganang sitwasyon, possible mo mga kapatid that we would have assurance of salvation. You can have doubts, you can have times when the boat umaga is shaking, and yet, this will remain firm. It is the anchor, umaga, kami sa ating mga kaliwa. That you can be sure, not because of anything that you have done, para ma-earn ito, but because the gospel is true and Jesus has accomplished everything that is necessary so that you and me can be forgiven and be given eternal life. Now, pinasadahan natin basically what the gospel is. Now then, does this gospel confidence affect the way na mabuhay tayo? So, three points on the everyday implications ng gospel confidence. Number one, now, because the gospel is true, we can have confidence that God hears us. He hears us. Verses 14 to 17, and, God, and John says, And this is the confidence that we have toward Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. This is news. What we see dito sa mga passages nito is that prayer is central sa isang buhay, sa isang, uh, sa isang pananampalatayang buhay. It is central to a living faith. If you want a spiritual thermometer sa local church, look into the prayer meetings. Likewise, a person's prayer life can be just as telling to your overall spiritual life. Kung gusto mong makita at gusto mong mag-age, how often do you commune with God? How often do you speak with God? How often do you desire to pray? But here, he also makes several clarifications how prayer ought to be supported with Shana. Now, simulan muna natin. When John says that God hears us, he's saying that God answers all our prayers. Not some. Hindi yung makilang-ilang. Hindi yung kapag kumbaga, you have God's attention kumbaga. It's not a matter of that. When he says that he hears us, it means he is capable of answering all the things that in invitations of the Maniwanag ito throughout the whole council of scripture. This is the inheritance ng mga anak ng Diyos. Psalm 4, verse 3. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. If you're in Christ, you belong to God. So, some, uh, in, the, in the book of Psalms again, the Lord hears when I call to him. The Lord hears when I call to him. No other conditions, no other limits, no other things that you need to comply. When you call on God, the Lord hears you. Again, confidence. Psalm 18, verse 6 says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From His temple, He heard my voice. And my cry to Him reached His ears. Kung ikaw, you consider yourself as anak ng Diyos, this, behold, ang inheritance na meron ka. So, church, 
confidently and constantly take advantage and inheritance na meron tayo. Not only because God is capable of hearing, but also since God has the ability, He desires to answer ang ibang panalangin. But notice this as well. John says that if we want to have confidence in His prayers this way, we are not. We have to ask not just anything, but anything according to His will. This is talking about God's revealed will. So, hindi natin kailangan maging mystical and discover God's secret plans for the future and approach it na parang ng mystical. Rather, it means that we should ask according to what the Word already teaches about God's will. Ayan. You could say a lot more on the will of God, pero pangmatagal na tayo masyado. If Christians are praying in accordance dito sa will nito, with what we know pleases God as found in the teaching of Scripture, then we are praying according to His will. Sarea, mahalaga that we are able to continue to dive ourselves in the full counsel ng Diyos in the Word of God. Why? Sometimes we don't know exactly the God's way. And hindi naman lahat yung nakalista sa Bible. Again, yung wala sa Bible, kung anong course ay kukunin mo, wala sa Bible kung anong Netflix series ang inyong susunod na pwede panoorin, wala dito kung ano ba ang pwede mong tuloy na purchase sa Shopee, natapos na yung one-on-one, sa susunod na tuto naman, wala naman nakailiit dito. But there are a lot of things that God makes clear. There are some areas where we don't have an explicit promise. But there are a lot of cases where we find God's promises sa buhay natin. So we hold on to those. Kung merong sinet sa atin that in these moments that we are to hold on sa Kanya and that He would promise us, then pangawakan natin yung mga yun. That's why we mind Scripture for those things. Because when God says those things, those things will take place. He will hold them through. He assures them, and He has assured that by what He has already done sa cruz. But also, kung walang explicit promise, then there is room sa atin to be in humility and sincere acknowledgement that God may have plans na hindi tayo aware. God is so generous sa atin and gracious in that He gives us a big picture of what is going to happen in the future. What is going to take place? Na regardless kung ano man yung mangyari sa atin on a day-to-day basis, meron tayo pwede ng panghawakan that in the end, He wins. That in the end, He holds all things in the palm of His hand. And yet, even now, hawak niya lahat ng bagay. Those are promises na pwede natin panghawakan. But also, let us consider that we are human still in nature. Not all of God's plans are revealed sa atin. So we pray still with humility and acknowledgement. At may baka may mga plano ang Diyos na hindi tayo aware or probably won't even agree with. So we pray boldly about anything but we also pray with an attitude that says God, ang confidence ko at ang devotion ko sa inyo ay hindi nakadepende whether or not gagawin mo lahat ang hinihingi ko sa inyo. Hindi mo man sagutin ang panalangin ko in the way na gusto ko but I will have you accepted because you are faithful and because you Work all things together for our good. God, hindi niya nagpapagod. And if you want to look into verse 15, human experience testifies. Christians do not always receive all the things they ask from God. That is true, still. Even things that seemingly accord dun sa kanyang way. And so, 
we pray according to God's will with patience, we pray in faith, we pray in obedience and in submission to God's greater wisdom. Point number eight, only God knows kung paano this pandemic could fit in our lives and yet we can continue to say every day, Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for them. Only God knows kung paano naging for our good that we keep experiencing itong mga nangyayari sa ating paligid kahit na tayo ay filled with prayer for longing. Lord, sana matapos na ito. Only God knows the full clarity when He would deny yung ating earnest prayers for healing, for recovery, for revival. These are no longer part of God's revealed will para sa atin. That's true. And yet, we do not despair. We do not lose heart. May pag-asa pa rin tayo. Bakit? We may not know everything, but we know two specific things. Number one, God is faithful. Number two, Romans 8.28, and the full counsel of Scripture, of God's Word, those all hold true in Christ. That's why we pray. That's why we pray. That's why we pray. But also, um, an invitation of John is not just that we would pray for our own desires. Now don't get me wrong, God cares about every detail of our natin. Yung ating pangailangan, kung yung mga gusto natin, yung desires, yung worries, yung dreams, alam yan. But also, He would extend yung invitation that we pray so that His will would be accomplished in the world, in those that are around us. Kaya kung titignan natin sa verse 16, kung paano mag-conjure si Apostle John from this point of uh, discussion towards those of verse 16, let us read, If anyone sees his brother committing a sin that leading to death, he shall ask and God will give him life. To those who commit sins that do not lead to death, there is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. Ngayon, parang medyo magulo yung statement na ito. Same as with yung issue kanina with the testifiers of blood, water, and spirit. Ito din yung nagkakaroon ng namin interpretations throughout church history. Since sabi nyo ba, ito daw ang premise for mortal sins, suicide, etc. Sins, since sabi nila, are unforgivable. But I don't think that's what John is talking here. Mahirap siya kinindihin, but again, context is key. Sumusulat ulit siya sa church members who abandon sound doctrine. People who reject the gospel. Sa verse 16 nito, sa passage nito, may dalawa tayo may kitang categories. Dalawang kinds of sin. Or better yet, dalawang categories ng mga nagkakasala. Two categories of sinners, kumbaga. But then, kinasabi niya sa verse 17, all wrongdoing is sin. Pakibalik ulit sa verse 16. Ayan. So, nobody is of the hope. In one way, lahat tayo mga kasalanan. Ayan, tumingin ka sa paligid mo, tumingin ka sa salamin, kasala, mga sinner mga yan. Every single one of us is a sinner. Nobody is of the hope, ika ka. Every one of us commits sin. But here's the first category na napansin yung siguro kanina. There are sinners who repent and trust in Christ. Kaya their sin do not lead to death. Their sins do not lead to death. So that is one side. By death, it doesn't mean physical death, but again, spiritual death. Eternal judgment na pinag-usapan dito. So there are sinners who repent and trust in Christo and they don't face eternal judgment because they receive forgiveness by turning from sin and turning in Jesus. 
And doon yun sa first chapter, di ba? If we confess our sins, di ba? It's faithful and righteous to forgive us and cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. That's the good news. But then there's also the second category. Sinners who refuse to <coughs> repent and to trust Christ. That is the sin that leads to death. Ikan John Stan, it is a deliberate, open-eyed rejection of no truth. Alam mo ng totoo, alam mo ng dapat mong gagawin, and yet you deliberately say no. You deliberately reject. We know for sure from Scripture that death is the ultimate point of no return. Kaya napaka, napaka bigat nito kay John na kailangan niyo i-point out ulit ito sa kanila. Remember niyo mga kapatid na yun, ng mga lumayo. Because this is critical. When this occurs, when death comes for them, there is no longer any prayers after that that would save them. That is the point of no return para sa kanila. After mamatay in unrepentance and persistent rejection of the gospel, it will be too late. Their hearts become so hardened because of their refusal to repent that God will just say, let your will be done. And John shares that sentiment sa mga sa iglesia. Ayaw natin silang mapaliwara. We want to see people around us to turn from sin and instead enjoy yung sinasabi natin nakikita natin ulit-ulit the goodness and the grace ng Diyos that when a brother or sister in Christ strays from the will of God, we should be burdened by that and cry out to God on their behalf. Amen? Itong pandemic season, not everyone has come back sa ating gatherings, face-to-face, nakikita natin. Nasabi ko na ito sa naging talk namin ni Trish sa iDisciple, that the pandemic has its positive and negative impacts in the way that we do church. Nag-record tayo, pero hindi na tayo nag-livestream. Dahil nga ini-insist natin that we should gather, we should go here. It is difficult for you to live apart from the fellowship of God, of the people of God. Another, I, I would understand yung situations ng iba natin mga kapatid, especially yung mga may edad. Diba? We understand that. Health, uh, we, should, uh, we should take notice ng ating, ng ating health, ng ating vulnerability. Pero nakakalungkot na makita ka ng mga kapatid na alam mo yun, magpapos sa social media, physically active naman sila, wala namang sakit. Nakakapunta dito, nakakapunta sa mga pagtitipo, sa ipang mga pagtitipo, nakakapunta sa mall, nakakagala, pero dito, wala dito. Porque may online service daw. If they would even bother to listen. And alam ko, kasi nakikita kami statistics eh, kapag nag-upload tayo. And yet, we could only go so far as to remind these people that wala naman silang naging covenant accountability sa church. We could, we could go so far as to remind them Diba? We could go so far as to visit them, but ultimately, it is up to them whether or not they would accept that when you are considered to be a people of God, you gather with the people of God. You don't isolate yourself. Diba kapag tayo may kasalanan, we do not want people to go around, to go away. Nasabihin nila na, ayusin ko muna ang sarili ko bago ako bumalik sa church. Mas lalo kang mapapaliwawa. In your isolating yourself, you are letting yourself what? to become vulnerable all the more. That's why instead, we don't run away, we run to Christ. Amen. Not only that, sa atin dito, whenever that we would hear the terms church discipline, especially sa context ng church natin, napaka-negative. 
But then, why would people submit to correction kung pwedeng umalis na lang? Lumipat sa iba. Who will be happy to receive? Diba sa lahat ng ito, we would see that, night, that night, nothing could bear the weight of Scripture when neglecting all of this. Actually indicative, it, it is actually indicative of unrepentance in one manner. Or worse, unregenerate. Overall, I really hope na magkakaroon tayo ng consideration dito as we go ahead in the church. But you can clearly see how easy it is for people to tread into committing sin that leads to death. Napaka-seryosong topic ito. It is possible because it can happen to any one of us. Regardless kung pastor or church leader or umakatin. When that happens, John himself infers what, that when they do, we should pray that God extends saving faith sa kanila. So consider the weight, mga kapatid. And then, given that weight, let us again go back sa promises sa verses 14 and 15. Apply it in this particular situation. That beyond our personal petitions, iniimbitahan pa rin tayo ng Diyos that we should come to Him in confidence in behalf of those who are in need of that confidence. We pray bold prayers that God would preserve His church. In the middle of this pandemic and lockdowns sa pamamulan ng bigin. Why do we pray for that? Because Jesus said that even the gates of hell will not overcome the church. Amen. He will preserve everyone who are His. That all should come to repentance. That God is not willing that anyone should perish. That's why we pray for those na tumigas na mga puso dahil sa kanilang kasalanan at pabayaan. Let's pray bold prayers for the spread of the gospel among, among unreached people groups because we know the will and just to save people from every nation, tongue, and tribe. Amen. And we pray bold prayers for all the needs that are around us. We ask the Lord for help because the gospel is true. We can have confidence that God can hear us. Point number two, because the gospel is true, we can have confidence that God has transformed us. Our world is full of goodness, but also it is full of temptation. But that is summarized into three threats sa ating araw-araw na buhay. We have an enemy. Satan. Tinatawag ni John bilang the evil one. At may dalawa siyang makapangyarihan kaalyado. The world. Ang mundo, ang atat, ang ating laman, ang flesh. The world as it is, is set in rebellion against God. Regardless kung sino na sa Malacanang, at kung sino ang manuluklok sa Malacanang, sa susunod na na tawag, the world will remain in rebellion, no less. Ikatlo, the flesh is the part in the inside of us that wants to rebel against sa Panginoon. So triple wami tayo in this triple threat, and we need to feel the weight and seriousness if we are to live and follow Christ. But again, buti na lang, God gives us great hope sa mga verses na to. Verse 18 says, We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning. But he who was born of God protects him and the evil one does not touch him. Wrap your head around that. He is repeating a truth that he emphasized several times in the earlier chapters. He didn't say that he didn't have a Christian again. 
Kaya nga may 1 John 1.8 In our lives, we won't attain her holy perfection, but perfection in that we would become Christ-like, that is our holy direction. Amen. Ang intention sa atin is that we would be more like Christ. And in that, that we can hold this reality. Na kung ikaw ay born again through faith in Cristo, you experience what? A transformation that your brand new transformed heart produces a brand new transformed lifestyle. It is again the Holy Spirit that changes you from the inside out. And that over time, you begin to resemble Christ more and more. Again, hindi perfectly, hindi immediately, hindi overnight, hindi the moment you accept Christ, but over time, you begin to resemble more of the character of God in your life. Again, quoting from my personally proclaimed Lolo, Joel Mickey, a Christian may be assured in this type of four special mercies. Election of God, forgiveness of sins, sanctification of His nature, and perseverance of holiness unto future glory. We are assured of those four things in this life. However, the foundation of all the others is the assurance of our sanctification. There can be no certainty that God has predestined you, justified you, and will glorify you unless there is certainty that God has made you brand new from within and we see the fruit of that sanctifying grace of women. The one thing that would assure us is that we would see sa buhay natin that we slowly but surely we bear fruit of that grace that we sa atin ng Panginoon. And if that is evidence atin, then all the more that we have certainty that indeed this is proof that you have been chosen by Christ. You have been predestined to be with Christ before the foundation of the world. That is proof that ikaw ay na-justify na sa Kanya. And that is proof that when the day comes, you will share with God and Christ in His glory. Now, pwede na isip mo din, paano kung nadadama kong napaka-overwhelming ang tukok ng temptation sa akin? Is that evidence? When I feel stuck and trapped in a particular sin. Marami sa atin ganun. We know that John addresses that dun sa dulo. Kaya sinabi niya, we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who was born of God is talking about Jesus, protects him, and the evil does, the evil one, Satan, does not touch him. Ngayon, yung touch na word na yan, medyo understatement. The original word means to overpower, to overcome you. Possibly, ina-attack ka lang ng kaaway, your flesh grabs you, Satan attacks you, and the world causes you to stumble. Possibly, mga bagay na yung church, kung experience mo yun, that is expected. Because resistance is expected. Everything in the world is arrayed against us. But if you are in Christ, the enemy will never be able to ultimately overpower you. He can cause you to stumble, but he can never cause you to ultimately fall away from Christ. Because Jesus is the one who protects you, keeps you, and sustains you. Verse 19 says, We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in power of the living of Him. Una kay Cristo ka na, you're no longer the same person you used to be. May isang particular church father, na share ko ba ito, si Agustin. Ayan. Uh, I don't know if this is really true. Pero may account 
na kung sa, nung time na bago siya naging, uh, bago siya nakakilala kay Kristo, he lived a very, very simple, sexually immoral life. Marami siyang sinisipian, regular na kliyente ng mga, pros, ng mga prostitutes sa lugar nila. And then, isang araw, he would know Christ, and then eventually, he would be led into the ministry. And then, isang araw, after na nakal siya, one of those prostitutes, or mistresses niya, kumbaga, nakita siya, and he recognizes him. Nung nakita niya, sinusunan siya ng babae, lumikong siya pa. Ayan. Ayan. Nabigla yung babae, at sigaw, Augustine, di mo ba na yung kilala? Ako to. Don't you miss me? Parang gano'n na Pero itong si Augustine, he would say, habang pareho siya, he would say, alam ko, pero hindi na kasi ako to. Kasi yung idea. When temptation comes knocking at your door, and you're surprised na, bakit mo nire-refuse ako? You enjoy doing me. Parang gano'n. Sin is doing that in your face. We, we would be able to say, and the face as well, kung ano man yung mga kasalanan niya, kung ano man yung nagiging temptation sa akin, yes, you are the same old temptation, it's not the same old me. Because the old self has been crucified with Christ, it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen? You've been given a new identity if you're in Christ. You have that power to fight against sin because you've been given power and freedom. Hindi na tayo slaves to sin anymore. Amen? It does not mean na magiging madali yung mga bagay na yun. Hindi maghihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihihih
I could write better endings sa inyo dyan. Ang ganun ko sa nasabihin na lang. But again, there's a reason why John ends it this way. All of scripture has a reason why they're in there. And yun nga, usually, most New Testament letters or epistles, they contain final words of warning in their closing lines. So keep yourselves from idols, again, keep yourselves from trusting, obeying, revering, and following, in effect, worshiping anything or anything above God Himself. This is in contrast to verse 20, kung saan in-emphasize niya, we are a Him who is true. And sige nyo nyo, in His Son, Jesus Christ. Don't miss what John is saying here. And grabe ang emphasis niya, kung meron na yung tatandaan, kung baga, sa buong sulat mo, napagkahaba-haba, ito ang tandaan ninyo. Parang gano'n ang gusto sabihin ni John dito, keep yourselves from idols. Why shouldn't you waste the rest of your life pursuing fake gods that are going to fail you? Natapat expiration date, kung baga. Why shouldn't you waste your life pursuing fake gods? It is because the real God, the one who is true, has pursued you and me. And that is the full counsel. We know that the Son of God has come into a world that lies in the power of the evil one. Yung nakita natin kanina, all of those things, those do not fall in comparison in the power and the glory of this Jesus that we hold on to. It's a way of expressing that kung meron pa man napipisanan, if we are to abide in anything, abide in Jesus, we are expressing complete union, permanent, intimate fellowship with Him who is true. Kaya niya sinasabi, and Jesus, this is John, by the way, John the Benave, who remembered, saw, and touched in physical Jesus. And he is saying here, he is declaring he is the true God and the eternal life. Now, church, this takes us back to verse 13. Yung sinasabi natin, pinakasama rin, yung objective ni John dito, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Now, when we speak of eternal life, we're not just saying that it's the length of our days. It's not just about the length of the days to come. It also it's the quality of those days. Huwag kang pumili with anything that is of less quality, kumbaga. Piliin mo the one that is best, the one that is already being available sa inyo. Huwag ka na magsasetan with anything else that anak ka ng Diyos. Ang gusto niyo ng gusto sabihin dito ni John sa lahat ng ito. Don't settle with anything less. Pursue a life that is being satisfied by the presence of God every day. Enjoying fellowship and communion with God. Sometimes we settle for what is normal rather than seeking what is biblical. And believe me, you can get what you think is normal and you'll probably have a good chance that you will get that. Gusto mo ng buhay that is fully characterized ng karyer mo, ng trabaho mo. By all means, kung bubuhusin mo yung iyong buong panahon doon, you might have a chance to get that. Kung kayo kabataan, gusto mong i-person na lang ay yung love life, you can try and go ahead. Gusto mo that your life will be spent in being validated based on the kind of people na tatanggap sa'yo. You can spend the rest of the, uh, the rest of 2022 and the rest of your life going into that. If you think, do you think God deserves a fraction of your attention and your resources and time. Iilang wabas na nga lang tayo dito and he would, alam mo yun, parang 
Ah, uh, minsan isipin muna natin eh, kapag kapag ginagawa natin mo ni dumiretso na tayo sa ganito ganyan. A lot of people think that is normal. Even Christians. A lot of Christians go into the religious motions and their Christianity but knows nothing of the intimacy and fellowship with the living God. These things might be normal but none of them are biblical. And none of them would stand in the face of eternity. You would soon come at the end of your life. And kung ano man iyong inabol, kung ano man iyong pinursu, and by effect, kung ano man iyong worship at tinatanghal sa buhay mo, and it does not stand in eternity, you would realize na ikay na nakawal ng buhay mo. May threat at first, I'm sure. Yun ang kukuk sa atin ko bagay. But ultimately, it will be worthless. That is not what God desires sa buhay natin. The one and true God does not deserve to be just a sideshow. Yung panahon mo with God does not deserve to be an optional thing. Don't find your security somewhere else, then sabi niya po sa John. Don't find satisfaction anywhere else, kapatid. Sa taong ito, what God deserves is that you go for your highest and greatest good. And it's not that pursuing work is bad. It's not saying that trying to earn money is bad. But God, we put everything in its proper place. And when we say that God is highest and beyond anything else because God is holy, then we should mean that as well in how we apply it to my nothing. Because again, just a reminder, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, heaven and earth shall pass away. His word shall remain. He shall remain. He remains God. Even at the end. Now, it may not sound that much when you pursue God as your highest treasure, as your greatest treasure. Kasi hindi siya glamorous by earthly standards. Ano ba ang picture? Ano ba ang idea of being in communion with God? It just means communion with God through everyday ordinary means na kanyang grace of natin. It's in hearing Him through His Word and talking to Him in prayer and seeing Him answer. And not only that, kung paano natin i-apply yung mga bagay niyo in our dealings in our everyday lives sa ating pamilya. So kung titignan natin, parang hindi siya ganun kaglamoros rather than you going into a particular passion project ng baga. Experiencing His love for you through His family, the local church. Watching Him bring people who are spiritually dead into your spiritual life. Katulad na ng ginawa niya para sa iyo. Knowing the joy of allowing Him to use your gifts and resources for His purpose. By early standards, none of this is notable. Alam mo yun? Parang kung titingin mo, parang there is nothing beautiful kumbaga, parang in a sense, by standards. Parang mas gusto mo nilang yung mandami kang makuha ganito, may itabrisong kasat, etc. But ultimately, if we're going to look at it in the face of eternity, when your last day comes, if you have chosen to pursue God as your highest treasure, you won't fear kapag sinong kaluluwa. You won't fear that you've spent your days for nothing. Instead, when the day comes, you would wake up to see Him unveiled, unrestrained, and you would discover that the day of your death was even greater than the day of your birth. That is what God extends in our pursuit of Him. So kapatid, just like what Paul said in Philippians 3.12, lay hold of that for which you have been laid hold of. Kunin mi ng hawak sa'yo, lay hold of that. Yung gospel na nitama sa'yo, lay hold of that. God does not want you to be God does not want you to be condemned. He wants you again to have confidence, not rooted in your own sense of self-righteousness that will fail. 
but a confidence rooted in anything, uh, not a confidence rooted in anything you can earn, but a confidence that is rooted in God. May it be that our highest goal in 2022 is for all of us to continuously abide in the beauty, the glory, and the wonder of Christ. Amen. Let's pray. In the words of a hymn, we thank you, Lord, for blessed assurance and Jesus is mine. That we have a foretaste of glory divine. God, you have given us this foretaste. And it's not just for the life to come, but in this life that you desire us to have confidence and joy, fully experiencing eternal life. We don't even wait, need to wait for the for our last day for this to take place. We can enjoy and experience eternal life now. Jesus came so that we would have life and that we would have it to the fullest. So may it be, O Lord, that in everything na aming ginagawa sa aming, sa aming mga pursuits, sa aming buhay, sa aming mga trabaho, sa aming mga pag-aaral, sa aming pamilya, sa aming mga mahal sa buhay, that yes, we would treasure all of this, but we would treasure them in light of what you are in our lives, and who you are in our lives. We would treasure all of these things because these have been granted to us by our greatest treasure. The gifts that have been entrusted sa amin, we will value because these have been entrusted to us by the greatest gift that we could ever have. Thank you for that, God. Kung meron man kami Panginoon na false confidence sa buhay namin, by all means, take it down, tear them down, and let us bring them to the foot of the cross. Give us a confidence that is rooted in the broken body of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus that has been shed, in the life of Jesus that has been offered para sa atin. We thank you, Lord, sa pagkatalang namin na pinagawa namin ito yet even now. Katulad ng aming kanina naawit in glorious repetition, even when we don't see it, you are working. And so in the same words that we also used kanina sa aming simula, this 2022, O Lord, grant us to never lose sight of the exceeding sinfulness of our sin. Grant us to never lose sight of the exceeding righteousness of the salvation you offer. Grant us to never lose sight of the exceeding glory of Christ, of the exceeding beauty of your holiness, and the exceeding wonder of your everyday grace in our ordinary lives. This we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.